Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor. And uh, today, we will be catching up on Blu-ray. Um, this is a special segment that I would like to do at least once a month. Um, so, in this segment of uh, Catching Up on Cinema, Kyle and I look at the uh, upcoming Blu-ray releases uh, for the month ahead. Um, we're a little late with this one, so we're going to be starting with uh, the November 1st releases, and I guess going all the way through to the end of the month. Yeah. Um, so November, uh, generally Blu-rays and DVDs, media releases happen on Tuesday. Uh, this is just kind of a, a rule uh, when it comes to how retailers do things. Uh, so November 1st is apparently not a Tuesday because I just see a whole bunch of uh, concert discs. Um, yeah. I only yeah. recognize a couple of bands here. Maybe you recognize more than I do. But the first thing that jumps out at me is Space Bear and the Love Bomb. Yeah, and then also a mo- Model Combat Ultimate Fan Edition. Well, see, I, I just wanted it to be Mortal Combat, but the, the cover looks like Blue Velvet. But with, but with ladies, it's very confusing because, it, again, it makes me think of Mortal Kombat and then it makes me think of Blue Velvet. And I'm just very emotionally confused looking at this cover. <laughs> I actually just watched something with Isabella Rossellini. Uh, Always a joy. Yeah, right. She did some, uh, uh, she did some series of like uh, documentaries about the mating habits of insects. Fucking weird. It was like a decade ago, but yeah, had her like dressed up as a spider. No, not as a spider, but like as a ladybug, like demonstrating the sexual habits of ladybugs or something. I forget what it was and what the context was, but it, it was just, it was very her, <laughs> and, and it was enjoyable to watch. Uh, she is actually one of the voices in the Incredibles too that I had to watch last night. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I think didn't that like just come out? Yeah, um, it just, I think it was just released. It might, it's probably going to be on here. Uh, we well, yeah, uh, it. it most certainly will. Um, uh, so let's scroll on down here. So November 1st, we have Space Bear and the Love Bomb. Nothing like, good. It, it, Nothing good until November 4th. The yeah. rest of this stuff is, yeah, neither here a- nor there. Amy Winehouse, Eagles Legacy. It looks. Oh, shit, that's like six discs. So that must be like the entirety of the, the Eagles uh, musical catalog. Um November fourth is an off-release day. Um, just a lot of special editions. So, like the plan, the most recent Planet of the Apes films, uh, Shape of Water, Steelbook, um, Isle of Dogs, uh, the Rocky Collection, Super Troopers, blah blah blah. Um, oh, Super Troopers one and two, Trevor, uh, which was just released. It looks like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm not up on the uh, Super Troopers lore, the, the, the canon, as it were. Uh, it holds up. Yeah, it, it it holds up. I mean, the first one's great, but I was surprised. I didn't want, I didn't expect the second one to actually be funny. I thought it was gonna be stupid, but it was actually really good. Oh, that's the Broken Lizard crew, isn't it? Yeah, and they they employ uh, Rob Lowe, and they get Will Sasso, uh, Tyler Labine, and some other guy to play Canadians. It's it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, uh, the, some of those names you rattled off there, th- those are some winners. I'd I'd be happy seeing any one of them. <laughs> But then they have Jim Gaffigan doing his same, like, uh, basically talking about the bit from the first movie, which I didn't need, but it's fun. Um, so yeah, let's let's get to the first uh, first day of proper releases um, in the month Ooh. of November. That would be the sixth, which is damn a very 
big day for Blu-ray releases. So, first things first, um, don't see The Incredible 2s. It's a waste of time. Uh, I <laughs> didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. So we'll just we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Well, why did you end up watching it, Kyle? Because I have a girlfriend who oh, wanted to see it. Fine. <laughs> that's why I had to watch well, it. Well, tell me this. I mean, I probably will end up watching it. Some, well, that's a lie. I probably won't. But um, what was wrong with it? Because I actually enjoyed the first one. I just don't care. Like, I don't care about Pixar movies as an adult. Um, I think that Finding Nemo was great. Uh, the Toy Story movies are great. Uh, Finding Dory was good. It's just I don't care anymore. I'm just past that point in my life um, where I get excited about these movies. If they come out with the Toy Story 4 and it's most of the same people doing the voices, I'll probably watch it. They won't, but... Um, I, I kind of hope they don't. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if they give it a try, but you know that third one ended about as perfectly as it could have. Um, the other thing is that Holly Hunter is the voice of the mom. Yes, she is. Yeah, and I, her vo- her voice is like like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard for me. It's just I, it's unbearable. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't a big fan of it. But I uh, I got what I wanted in the end. Um, we got to watch Monty Python and the Meaning of Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a compromise. It, it was it was a fair compromise. No, um, <laughs> yeah, and she liked, it, but Steph had never seen it, so I I. I was like, okay, this is fair. Then you get to watch Incredibles 2, I get to watch Monty Python. So <laughs> You make it sound like you weren't paying attention to it. You're just like refusing I, to watch. <laughs> I was watching it. I, I watched it. I, like, I was I, in the room for it, two it, hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It's a fun movie. It's just I couldn't care less about it. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the superhero fatigue is is real now. Um, it's, and and it's you in particular, you aren't really a traditional like superhero film fan, so no. so it's like not on paper. It, like it doesn't have much going for it for you no. to begin with. So you're 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 just not the target audience. No, I'm not the target audience at all. Okay, uh, that's um, why I'm not going to bash on it. It's just not for me. Um, fair enough. I mean, I I didn't have any expectations. I was kind of happy with how that first one. We up. have to hurry. We have to hurry through this because I see something I want to talk about um, in the. I'm going to call it. If you're looking at the first three rows, I'm going to call it the Alice Square from the Brady Bunch, the middle square. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. And yeah, we. It's something that we generally have a lot to say about. Yeah. Um, so, about but let's not gloss over some of the the, the re-releases here. Um, so, yeah. Incredibles two, uh, Superman the movie on 4K. That's pretty I'm fucking pretty cool. I would I wouldn't mind seeing what that looks like. Um I haven't read the reviews as to what the picture quality's like. But you know, that movie is like a warm blanket for me. I don't know about you. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, I've never seen it. We maybe I'll make you watch that because I can you, catch up on that. That's fine. It it's a classic, man. It it just Christopher Reeve is Superman to me and to if many other people. If that's a warm blanket movie for you, then I know exactly what's going to pair well with that on the other end for you. Okay. Well, let's let's set it up at some point. Um, yes. In addition yes. to that, we have a re-release of Air Force One, uh, yeah. the Wolfgang Peterson Air Force One in 4K. Um, this is specifically Harrison Ford in the 90s. You This is how they sold a Harrison Ford movie in the 90s. All you needed was his face and something else on there. <laughs> look at, um, like, what was it, Patriot Game? Like, look at... No, that's Robert Clear Redford. and present um, danger. Patriot Games look, was him. Just 
take his movies from the 90s, look at the front cover, and it's clear and present danger. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, uh, This, Fugitive, just all of his movies from the 90s, it's just his face on there. Well, I mean, the same principle can be applied to uh, early 2000s, well, through the end of the 2000s action movies, where um, it's just man looking off into the middle distance holding a pistol. You know, I noticed um, when I was updating the website, um, I pulled up the poster for Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I think mm-hmm. it was the uh, international poster. I noticed they put a handgun in Jason Statham's hand. I'm yeah. almost entirely certain that that was either photoshopped in or added hurriedly because of marketing, for marketing purposes. Because if you put a pistol in a dude's hand on the cover of a movie, it instantly, like, boosts its its monetary value like that um, many more people will go see it um, um, yes, Air Force One and then um, Christopher Robin which I didn't see but I do like Ewan McGregor and I'm not going to watch that movie I don't think I don't think so either although I did hear it was pretty good okay okay um, well, maybe, I'll watch it. You know, maybe step Maybe Steph will want to watch that, and then I'll get her to watch, like, uh, oh, I don't know. I could probably get a good movie out of that one. Mm. Uh, maybe you can convince her to, to re-watch Hook or something. No, no, no. That She would like that. I oh. have to... <laughs> you have to punish her? <laughs> no, no, not punish her, but I, a movie I want. I don't want to watch by myself, but a movie that she probably wouldn't like that much. Oh. Uh, or a movie that she wouldn't watch on her own, because she's not good at watching good movies unless I'm the one showing her the movie. <laughs> she's behind me, isn't she? <laughs> well, she's just so she's so busy with grad school. She's like, "What? You want to watch what? Like, Dead Alive? It was Peter Jackson's uh, one of Peter Jackson's first movies. You she's like, like Lord of the Rings, what, right? <laughs> what kind of what kind of movie is it? It's splatter horror. Like, no, just put on something that's that's happy. I'm she's just out of school as it is. So there you go. Yeah, it's up to me to find good cinema. What is Sleepwalkers? Um, oh, you haven't seen Sleepwalkers. No, it looks interesting. Um, it's a fun ass movie. Uh, this this used to do the rounds on like UPN and like TBS all the time, so I've seen it many many times when I was young. Um, it's a it says Stephen King's Sleepwalkers, and he has yeah. a, he has a cameo in the movie as do numerous other like horror horror film directors. Um, but it's. It's not based on a book or anything. I think he just like wrote the screenplay. Um, it's about uh, it's about like cat werewolf people, kind of <laughs> like were cat people that that um, suck the souls of virgins. And uh, it's a a mother and a son, and they have a weird like incestuous like relationship with each other. And the son is like the the breadwinner i guess so he goes out and he gets like virgin souls and he barfs them into his mom's mouth to keep her young and then they make out and dance and stuff um it's fucking weird but it has a sense of humor about itself and some of the violence is a lot of fun it's it's just a fun-ass movie and that cover art is badass by the way i love the the color palette but um rob perlman is in there by the way um there's a fuji song that uh samples the theme music from the movie no kidding yeah um I would... i'm trying to remember which song it is but i every time i hear it like i'm i'm the one guy in the room who's like i know this fucking melody <laughs> and it's from sleepwalkers and everyone else is just you know enjoying the song <laughs> um so 
is just being quiet on the bus. Uh, we, we have reached uh, the Alice Square, as you put it. <laughs> um, John Carpenter's The Thing. And I thought when I first looked at this, I'm like, it must be some kind of animated uh, <laughs> animated uh, <laughs> movie that they did. Um, but no, it looks just like... Um, so I've seen a few of these in Best Buy. I saw one for um, uh, the fifth... Actually, I own the one for the fifth element. Um, oh. They have these cool cartoon cover art um, things that they're doing with these Blu-ray Blu-ray re, Blu-ray re releases, <laughs> um, and I have one for uh, um, uh, Fifth Element, and I think it might be fan art. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with that, but it looks pretty neat. Um, so this was a 4K remaster. Um, it's mm-hmm. not a 4K disc. Um, it's just a 4k remaster so it is just a blu-ray but i think this was from shout factory and it's a steel book so, yeah it's a, that's the one i have is a steel book yeah so basically you're you're buying i think the same disc that they put out like last year or the year before uh just with fancy cover art and a steel book uh it's it's handsome looking but it, okay. it's funny because when when you mentioned like animated um it's animated. Like, it, it reminds me of like like the real ghostbusters the cartoon Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like even the font kind of reminds me of it, so it's like the real the yeah, thing. <laughs> the Ghostbusters cartoon font. I do think you're right. Yeah, it looks cool. I really want it because I actually don't own that movie on Blu-ray, and I actually do to rewatch it here in December because that's when it's that's supposed right. to be watched. That's right. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe consider picking up that that steel book. I mean, the movie I deserves it. Yeah. Um, Wreck It Ralph. Uh, didn't watch it. Never gonna watch it unless Steph wants to watch it, and I'll get my movie out of it. Get a movie out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't seen it either. Uh, it's a Disney animated film. Um, I can already tell you what movie I'm gonna watch uh, after that. She's gonna watch Wreck It Ralph. I'm gonna have her watch Clerks. <laughs> I'm guessing it's being put out on 4K right now because uh, yeah. Disney's kind of behind when it comes to 4K releases. They only oh, just right. they only just started putting out like all the Marvel stuff on 4K like within the past six months are they doing are they still like counting their money from star wars is they're just like still like, oh man that's just no 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 no, no. i've already counted that stack. god damn it you knocked over the stack i gotta well the no, thing to... the thing with disney is um it's still still looming on the horizon but they have their streaming platform coming out soon Ugh. so i think maybe like the economic viability of uh putting out physical releases like maybe it was in question or something but now they've they've opened the floodgates and everything's coming out but um i know um, the sequel is coming out soon so i'm guessing they're getting out in front of that and just trying to you know get the Wreck-It money while it's hot 2012 i know hard I to believe i i thought it was much more recent but no i must have been thinking of inside out inside out came out later oh um, <laughs> um, so strange um, stranger things season two um, has- wow that's some great ass cover art by the way it's good cover art, and you also see the design of it because it's an, you don't watch. Um, Trevor doesn't have Netflix. He's such a cheapskate that he can't dish out seven ninety nine a month. For... It's not because I'm cheap. It has nothing to do with the cost. It's the principle of the matter. <laughs> well, I'm not going to use the Disney streaming service on principle. Um, but yes, yeah, so it takes place in the '80s, and this looks like a video store rental. Well, even the. Uh... Even the proportions of it look like it's it's like the dimensions of a VHS box, like how it's yeah. more rectangular than than squarish. I think that's um, on purpose. Oh, I should hope so. 
but I like that they have two different covers. Um, it's funny, the top one makes me think of Close Encounters, and the bottom one makes me think of, like, The Stand. The, there's inspiration, and actually, I was watching Stranger Things, and when we see the big um, monster um, at the end of the first season, it looks exact. I forget what it is, but I'm like, okay, you literally borrowed that from... I can't remember what movie it was, but I think I text you about it at one point. I'm like, yeah, they ripped this straight off of this movie. <laughs> what, like, seriously. And I can't think of what it is right now. Um, but I'll look into that. Um, did season two shit the bed? Um, no, season no? two was actually really good. Okay, uh, no, okay. they did the thing with Game of Thrones. Like, Game of Thrones didn't air this year. It's not airing until this next year mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. I think they were just scheduling conflicts. Everybody's getting really popular in that show when they're doing other things. So I'm guessing um, they had to push it. Um, th- same thing with, or something with Stranger Things. That it was supposed to come out this this September, but we found out like back in January it wasn't going to come out until next year. So it's not going to come until 2019. No, the second season was actually really, really good. Okay, um, I know my brother likes it. But, um... It's good. it's it's nice. Um, I didn't know that they they were going to release it on Blu-ray or uh, 4K. I didn't know they could do that with Netflix series. Um, I think they're going to have to now. I think you have to pay a little extra to get 4K on Netflix. Um, I know some of the Marvel shows, like Daredevil, was put out on 4K. Um, but I do but think is, you have to pay a premium to get access to it. Um, but these are Blu-ray. Are they? Are these not? No, uh, Stranger Things season two, 4K and Blu-ray. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the physical. These are. Yeah, um, Netflix does put out its content on on physical media. It just they're they're. It they're very slow about it um and i actually have the marvel series on my shelf and uh they're only up to um luke luke the first season of luke cage um so there have been like a half dozen additional seasons of content that still haven't even made it to shelves yet (laughs) oh really oh yeah they're way behind and i think it's on purpose um in fact, I'm at this point. I'm kind of doubting that they're going to even bother with it because I've already seen bootlegs of both uh, the Punisher and Iron Fist. Um, I almost bought the Punisher one the other day. Um, the first for, one? Wait, the uh, no, 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 the the series, okay. the Netflix series. Oh, okay, the series. But then I read up on it, and it not only is it only a DVD, it's also a a bootleg. Mm. Um, but I do want to do an episode on the Punisher at some point, like. My brother suggested doing a master class where we just cover all of the live action Punishers, mm. and that would that would include the Netflix. Well, I think we could actually. Um, oh, oh, that means I had to watch the Punisher series as well. Hey, you like John Bernthal? Yeah, but they promoted it with Metallica. <laughs> they know who's watching. For a master class, I have to watch a Netflix series. I don't know. Well, down the road, maybe. Yeah. Think about it. But okay. Moving on. Okay. Uh, we, we have, have Black Klansman. Uh, this was a Spike Lee film. A Spike Lee joint. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you never seen a Spike Spike Lee joint? It's a Spike Lee joint. I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> you're actually you're not wrong. That is how they phrase it. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually didn't see this, and I, this, I was waiting for it to come out. I figured um, it would—I would just watch it when it came available on Prime. I've heard good things. Um, I just haven't gotten around to watching it. No, I heard it was good, and I like a lot of the people in it. Um, I was kind of surprised Topher Grace is in there. I'm guessing he plays a scumbag because oh. he's oh, great he's good. at that. <laughs> yeah, he uh, 
he picked up where James Spader left off, kind of. <laughs> and, yeah. and Adam Driver has grown on me in recent years. I kind of like him. He, he just you you don't want to like him. I I didn't want to like him on Girls. My uh, my roommates would watch Girls, and uh, he was a one of the boyfriends on there. I'm like, God, that guy looks like an ass. <laughs> It just, there's just something like not likable when you first see him, but then he just grows on you. Yeah, and then I, you really- I actually did watch like the first two, maybe three seasons of that show, and I think I'd like to finish it. I don't mm. watch many shows, but I, something about it like resonated with me in a weird way. But he he stood out. He made an impression. Oh yeah, very much. That's why he's in the Star Wars franchise. Oh yeah, and he just has an interesting way about him where. He, you don't see many actors in mainstream films that have his mannerisms and have his look, especially. I think he's like me. I think he was born in California and raised in in Indiana. I think he's um, from uh, Indiana. I wouldn't with... doubt it. Um, I read up on him a little bit. Apparently, he joined the Marines after nine eleven and got cool. injured or something, and like not in the field, but like sustained an injury of some sort and was discharged. Yeah. Um, and then somehow became an actor. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know how... I couldn't finish that fucking Patterson movie, though. Um, What's that? It was like an Amazon pro- indie oh. production. He's a bus driver in Patterson, New Jersey, and it's just him writing poetry and hanging out with his like super adorable girlfriend, and just nothing was happening, and I was... It was one of those movies that like got my, my analytical radar, like, freaking out into overdrive because literally nothing was happening but i was grasping for meaning and everything that wasn't happening <laughs> and i got halfway through and i was like you know i, I think i'm done but um, I'm, i turned it on because of him um I, um somebody who whose opinion i take very seriously on um on these <laughs> like uh, Amazon movies and Netflix originals, like the Amazon originals. Apparently, um, Shirkers, S H I R K E R S, is yes. a is a really good movie. Um, it's I guess it's a Netflix uh, original. Never heard of it. <clears throat> exactly. Um, and I'll mention off the air who it was. I'm like, oh, really? Um, it's it's the uh, that contrarian film critic. Oh, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. So I'm like, really? Huh. huh. If I mean I mean that's powerful coming from someone like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you let me know how that is. Oh, I'm not gonna watch it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um so moving on, we got uh Grindhouse, uh obviously a re release. Um so that's yeah. some pretty packaging. Um not much to say about it other than uh uh I think it says two disc release on the cover, so I'm guessing this is the version of the movies that pisses people off because the both movies, you know, they were released in one in one showing uh, with trailers in between, mm-hmm. and uh, the theatrical version was truncated. Uh, however, um, as far as I remember, when they put out both Planet Terror and Death Proof on DVD, like when they first came out, uh, the only versions available of those movies were the extended versions. Which Uh-oh. are not as good because yeah, both, both movies benefit from being condensed, from being snappier, shorter. Um, so it looks like they're they're dicking you with this one, where it's like these are probably the both the extended versions. Um, no, thank you. 
Oh shit, law abiding citizen on 4K. Who the fuck wanted that? Yeah, who asked for that? Gerard Butler's like, no, I'll pay for it to come out. out. I'll pay for it to come out on 4K. Uh, You know, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) I mean, honestly, has he been in a good movie? You know, I think that's actually the secret genius of his career. He he makes ridiculous, stupid movies, but people must be going to see them. It's kind of like the... uh, it's kind of like Kate Beckinsale and Mila Jovovich and their Underworld and uh, Resident Evil movies. Oh, are fun. Like I, I will defend the Resident Evil movies. I haven't seen the um, the Beckinsale movies. Um, have, have you Have you seen Have you seen London Has Fallen and oh, and Olympus Has Fallen? Absolutely not. They're making a third one. Oh, I know. Those movies are ridiculous. A lot they're fun, but they're I ridiculous. Think, I, I don't know. I think this might be worse than Gamer, honestly. I think uh, so. I, I got think... I got more out of Gamer. Gamer was more fun. I like and what's that guy who plays Dexter? He's a good he's just a good villain. Um, uh, I can't I remember his name. Game. But yeah, he, um, he does he he takes advantage of every moment he has in that movie. Um, uh yeah. Michael Ian Black maybe? Maybe. Uh, no, 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 Michael Ian Black's a uh, he's a comedian. Um, oh yeah, he's the guy who was on the E Network all the time doing those I love the something or other shows. Yeah, he's annoying. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's very I'm insincere. <laughs> Nobody needs this. Nobody needs a lot citizen on 4K. Um, I think we might. Have, I'm, I'm interested. I kind of want to try to find Gerard Butler's one good movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, this Sherlock, like, yeah. uh, the the Cumberbitch uh, Sherlock <laughs> is on here. I don't have anything to say about that. I've never seen I. it. I like both of those guys. I'm actually, um, I actually am reading The Hobbit right now, and I'm going to go back and watch those movies once I'm finished. Um, the Hobbit m- might be my new favorite book, like of all time. It's it's just great. If you haven't read it, it it's a it's a nice read. <laughs> Plug in the Hobbit. Um, <laughs> Big Trouble. This is, I think, Law Abiding Citizen on 4K is just as bad as Big Trouble <laughs> on a compact disc. <laughs> um, have you seen Big Trouble? I have, but I I retain no memories of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And the cover is confusing me because all it's doing is making me think of um, Get, like, shorty. Get Shorty. Yeah. yeah. Get Shorty or that other movie that's just as terrible at this as this and came out about the same time. Um, Be cool. Oh yeah. This I think that this is probably better than Be Cool because Be Cool might be the dumbest movie I've ever seen. Um, this is awful though. Uh, I think it's got Dennis Farina and um, uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> you need to stand if you want to address this courtroom, Mister Sizemore. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> The man that has a suit on standby every day, every weekend. <laughs> Brown pressed suit. <laughs> yeah, it's just ready to go. I don't have, I don't have court. Oh, let's go to brunch. <laughs> it's uh, just like it's like you said. Just never even makes it to the closet. It's just hanging Jason, on the door. <laughs> Jason Lee just eats Fritos in that movie. Like I don't even want to talk about it. It's, it's yeah, just, uh, yeah. I don't have anything to say about Big Trouble. The cover art is pretty self-explanatory produces I, I do like some of those people like stanley tucci and dennis farina oh, yeah. but yeah, and renee thing. russo i like her 
But that's the thing. They're completely wasted in that movie. It's that there nobody is good in that movie. It's a waste of time. <laughs> that's the problem. And, um, yeah. Uh, the producers remake with uh, Nathan Lane is that who's the lady? I didn't even that's recognize. That Uma? I, it looks kind of like Uma. Wow, she's really photoshopped though. Yeah, that is Uma. I do remember the marketing and oh dang, everybody's really photoshopped on that cover. Her especially though. I've seen it. It's not very memorable, and I think there's a little bit of a gay panic in there, which is weird. That's, um, yeah, that that is unfortunate. <laughs> it was back in 2005, though, and that's kind of what was happening around that time. Um, Art School Confidential. Oh, from the director of Ghost World, and I know that cover uh, is the uh, the girl from uh, I think it's American. American Beauty, and then uh, young Scarlett Johansson was Ghost World, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah, I I know this movie by reputation. However, I know I know very little else about it. Um, it does look like it could be enjoyable. It does have some talented folks in there. I think Malkovich is in there too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'll put a pin in that one. Yeah. Is that Angelica Houston? I think it might be. Oh, yeah, it is. Hmm. I'm and Ethan, um, is it Ethan Suplee? Yeah. Huh. I might check that one out. That looks kind of fun. <laughs> um, Train to Busan. I asked you about this, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a zombie movie, isn't it?" Yeah. Um, one of our one of our coworkers mentioned it, um, expecting me to have seen it. Uh, however, I haven't. Uh, again, I know it by reputation. <clears throat> Some of the people in it are like favorites of mine. Uh, it's a South Korean movie. It's about a mm. zombie outbreak. I meant to watch. I actually started. I was getting ready to watch it. Uh, getting into the uh, <clears throat> the holiday season, um, Halloween. Um, but it's like two and a half hours long. I'm like, oh, there's no fucking way I'm watching a two and a half hour long zombie movie. Like uh, at the time, it was. This is not the time. Well, it's supposed <laughs> to be very time. good. Um, I mean, Korean Koreans do violence really well. And I'm convinced it has something to do with um, the culture maybe just being, in general, more familiar with how violence works in real life, mm. as, as opposed to, like, you know, uh, middle-class Americans who, in general, in general, don't encounter violence in their daily life. Mm. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be very good. Uh, like I said, a lot of actors in it are people that I really like. In fact, there's this fella that in recent years has been going by the name Don Lee. Um, that's mm-hmm. not his Korean name, but that's what they started to call him because he's starting, he's starting to get like international appeal. He's mm-hmm. this thick ass dude. He, he's built like a brick shit house and he has a couple of movies coming out this year that just look right up my alley. Um, one of them's called unstoppable and the trailer for it was just like, Holy shit. This is, this is my stuff. <laughs> Um, I don't even want to mention the next movie because uh, it doesn't deserve yeah, to be mentioned. I, you know, it's a it's a long-lived franchise at this point. It's yet another box set release. Um, yeah, there's nothing to be said about. We're not even going to mention it by name. But there's there's five of them. There's about to be six, maybe seven, eight more of them down the road. Um, Papillon. Oh. Um, I'm guessing this is a remake because I know I know that title. I know it's a movie that my uh, my parents like uh like gallipoli it's just one of those titles that you know yeah. the, the the sound it sticks in your memory so it, it is in fact a remake um charlie hunnam 
our yeah, boy Charlie Hunnam, and uh, Rami Malek, uh, who is about who's I guess going to be tearing up the cinema with uh, that the Freddie Mercury film, The Bohemian Rhapsody. I've heard. I guess there was a lot of um, inaccuracies in that movie, um, from what I've from what I've gathered. I'm still going to watch it, but if that upsets me because if it's if the movie is um, upsetting and or it's if it's not that factual mm-hmm. and it's just supposed to be entertaining i'm like well why wouldn't i just watch a queen concert if i was going to be entertained well that, the movie has a weird legacy attached to it um brian singer having directed it is is a big a big bruise on its reputation i guess um because of all the like the allegations being thrown at well I mean, they're not allegations as far as I know. Um, he has a reputation. Um, however, I do know that the studio allowed him to keep his name on the on the product, uh, despite the fact that they did, in fact, bring in a, uh, a another director to finish the film. Yeah. Um, because of all the controversy surrounding Brian Singer, he was he either stepped off the project or was removed from it. So 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 someone else actually did step in and finish the film for him, but. Um, from what I hear, Rami Malek is fantastic in it. Um, he was I didn't like the Pacific, the HBO series, all that much. However, yeah. he he stood out. Um, he, uh, he was in a Tom Hanks movie called Larry Crown. Um, oh, and, um, it was Nia Vardalos, I think, wrote it. The My Big Fat Greek Wedding Lady. Wait, um, the, what, what's it called? Larry Crown. It's about a middle-aged man who goes back to like community college because oh, he gets God. laid off. It's it's you know one of those dopey like feel good kind of movies. Tom um, Hanks, America. Yeah, I mean Tom He's Hanks uncle. is America. Like mm-hmm. w- once he's gone, this country's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Holding us together. But, but yeah, Raymond Malik plays a complete dipshit in it, and he does it really really well. Um, it's funny. Uh, I'll tell you off the air, but. Uh, Rami Malek, like, there's this one still I've seen of him at, like, a, a late-night talk show interview. It, mm-hmm. it just, it makes me think of one of our, our former co-workers. Just mm-hmm. something about him, just, it, it's like, that's the look. <laughs> like, like <laughs> but, it, uh, funny, we've been saying all this about Bohemian Rhapsody. I have nothing to say about Papillon. <laughs> it's I, I, it's I, coming, it came out a couple of days ago on Blu-ray. Cool. And Charlie Hunnam, you can probably skip it. Phantasm. Um, what is Phantasm? Phantasm is like, it's a very long-lived like horror franchise that I have no, I have no concept of what it is. But it's apparently they had a recent entry in the series like a couple of years ago, or yeah. maybe even last year. Wait, what's um, the Billy Zane one? Excuse me. What's the Billy Zane movie where he's oh, a the Phantom? <laughs> The Phantom. Okay. <laughs> no, Phantasm is is supposed to be like a trippy, weird, like horror film, and the like on the cover art you see there. This this is most likely a re-release of some sort. It's these um, like mer- mercury balls that can transform into all these bladed shapes. That's like one of the most iconic images from the series. And then there's a character named the Tall Man, who's this. He looks like one of the characters from a Rocky Horror Picture Show. But like seven feet tall and always has like a cockeyed look. I know nothing about the Phantasm movies, and I've always kind of been curious. So maybe it's it's always going to be a someday. I have a feeling. I haven't seen a. I remember when Dick came out. 
I watched it. I don't remember hardly anything about it. Um, it's let's uh, see. <laughs> I just remember it was uh, Dan Hedaya as a uh, Nixon, and I, yeah. remember, I remember him being enjoyable. The rest of it, you know, whatever. Um, Justice League on Fork. <laughs> Uh, we got some schlock down here. Revenge of the Dead um, from yeah. 1983. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of uh, Italian names, so you know what you're getting. I know the girl who's in this one called Mara. Um, oh, yeah. What, what is that? Olga Kurylenko. Um, yeah, she was Ukrainian from... that was playing like a Colombian in a, in a, was it Quantum of Solace? I think I know her from Hitman. Yeah, she had a moment because yeah. like Max Payne, Hitman, and Quantum of Solace were all like within the, a year of each other. Wait, was she in two video game adaptation movies? She was. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Very, uh, Selma Hay- I feel like Selma Hayek had this. She's another one of those people that was like she's had this whole career that I have no clue about. Oh, you mean um, like Everly from a couple years ago? <laughs> I've, no, I've seen her in Savages. That's the last thing I've seen her in. Apparently, she's a, a very strange person in her private life. Like, I can see that. She's part of some cult that, that meets in Olympia. Um, oh, really my, cool. my friend is aware of this. <laughs> um, Don't put it on the air. <laughs> oh, there, there's, there's one here that I need to point out for my own purposes. Um, Benji? No, no, not Benji! <laughs> <laughs> not Benji's very own Christmas from 1978 uh, available now <laughs> um, <laughs> no uh, Pat Labor Pat Labor the mobile police force um, I have like I have a kind of a love hate relationship when it comes to anime uh, you're, oh. you're aware of this but Pat Labor is a uh, very special to me I really like it um, the movies in particular. This is a collection of the, like the, not necessarily the TV series, but we'll, yeah, we'll call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about like a, a future situation in like Japan as it is, but near future situation um, where there's essentially like these large mechanical uh, robots that people pilot and they, they're used for a variety of purposes. So they're just a part of daily life. And uh, what happens is they have to create a separate police force for for crimes that are committed using these robots. So it's like somebody hijacks a a uh, say a giant robot that they use for construction purposes. How do they stop it? They need special cops with robots of their own to combat them. Um, I'm not doing a good job explaining it, but it's a uh, it's special. Um, I've tried to get you to watch some of the movies just because they have an unbelievable feel to them that um, is just kind of like nothing else out there. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of excited to maybe watch the series because I never have. I've only watched the movies, but um, Mamoru Oshii is the guy who like is, I guess he's like the mastermind behind the whole franchise. Um, I need to get you to watch some of his stuff at some point because okay. his tone is unique. Um, so moving on, a uh, bunch of what the, whatever's uh, Glass House, which I'm not familiar with at all, but it has ni- 1972, the Glass House, not the Lily Sobieski, so Sobieski, and one of the Scars Guard. 
I think there was a, must have been a remake or a different Glass House movie. Oh man, that is Alan Alda. <laughs> yeah. I thought it looked like like Everett McGill or something, but no, that's Alan Alda. Holy shit! Um, loving Pablo, hating Escobar, which it's got the the film festival awards on it so it's probably good well, uh, like white people won't shut the fuck up about pablo escobar in the past dude, year or two we are all on that dude's knob seriously you guys got to get off him i'm getting tired of being told about him <laughs> yeah i i'm have you watched no. narcos have you watched narcos oh my god they act like it's the other game of thrones that seriously narcos is the other game of thrones no joke uh, man <laughs> watch narcos no motherfucker i know motherfucker i got a life I get one. Netflix gets one series. Amazon's actually better, I think, at the original series because um, we're watching The Man in High Castle right now, and it's great. I'm really liking it so far. Um, uh, let's see here, The Seventh Day, which looks like it's from a long, long time ago, but it says 2004. <laughs> oh shit! Um, wow. A label. We have a Poldark, which is PBS. This whole line is kind of uh, like. Some- some anime beyond the sky makes me think of skyline but um i'm guessing it's better than skyline because that's that's a very low bar (laughs) um Uh, by the way uh, skyline had a sequel that uh i watched only because uh eco wise from the raid movies was in it and uh also frank grillo i kind of have a soft spot for frank grillo but it it was horribly stupid (laughs) and very 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 cheap looking but I own it. <laughs> Sound of music. Oh, hey, uh, the, the best Marvel movie is on here. Ooh, Deadpool 2. Re, uh, I mean, it's a re-release. It's been out for quite a while. Um, did you hear that they're, uh, they're re-releasing it to theaters, uh, I think, in December? Why? Uh, they're making a PG-13 cut of it. Well, for, why would I go? It's not for you. It's for your kids. Oh, it's for your kids, kids Marty! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what are they assholes or something? Oh, <laughs> no, it's a it's kind of a clever idea, and they're probably going to make a lot of money off of it because apparently they filmed a few additional scenes. And for all the the neckbeards out there, that's enough of a reason to buy a ticket. Yeah. Um. Oh. Weird. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I don't recognize 101 Dalmatian. 1961. I didn't realize it was that old. Oh yeah, uh, that was. That was in uh, Disney's grungy period. Oh, yeah, where the, they were kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, uh, like uh, The Rescuers, I think, was maybe around the same time. I like I like The the Rescuers Down Under is actually one of my favorite Disney movies. I don't know hmm. if you've ever seen it. I um, seen it. But I, I watched it quite a few times when I was young, and I, I still love that movie. So on the 13th, uh, we have, oh, a Criterion release of Some Like It Hot. Um, I've been meaning to watch that. I just as have I. Um, I've, you know, I'd like to catch up on some classic cinema uh, whenever I can. And, you know, a Criterion re-release of a Marilyn Monroe movie? Fuck yeah, sign me up. I see, um, I, I consider it a Jack Lemmon movie, but you're probably right. It's probably a Marilyn Monroe <laughs> movie. Um, first Blood, well, the entire Rambo series, except, curiously enough, I don't think I see uh, Rambo 4 on here on 4K. Which one's that one? Uh, it's just called Rambo. Oh, is that the one where he's... Uh, that's, with all... that's in uh, Myanmar. Burma. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. On that 50 cal. 
I remember the day I watched it. We were I was at my buddy's house. His dad made ribs, and they're like, let's watch the, the whole family together. Is he want to stay for dinner? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. And you know that is a that is a ribs movie. Like, yeah, you you, you gotta movie. have like juice and shit on your fingers when you're watching that movie. It's brutal. Oh yeah, the the gore in that wall, you know, mostly CGI is. Mm. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> uh, uh, Pixar short films. That's probably good. Um, yeah, I'm sure it is. Star Trek Discovery. That's the Star Trek series that's on like what the CBS like proprietary streaming service that nobody has. Something like that. So it's the Star Trek series that no one's watching. <laughs> good luck yeah. with that. Um, the Jerk. Um, you know, this is actually one of my my closer friends. This is like one of his favorite movies. Um, it doesn't resonate too much with me, but uh, it's a special movie to a lot of people out there. Um, yeah, I'd, like, I, I I'd like to rewatch it actually because I really like Steve Martin when he's. I don't when he comes to play, which I, is not all the time. He doesn't do anything for me. I've seen his hits I'm like <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles. John Candy. Um, no, I'll, I'll give you that. No, John Candy is the heart and soul of that film. Um, have you seen Little Shop of Horrors? Mm-mm. Okay, if put if you ever see that movie, imagine yourself being like eight years old and seeing him in it, and you'll mm-hmm. understand why like why he why I latched on to him. Gotcha. And then uh, Bowfinger, uh, Bowfinger, I it has a it holds a special place in my heart. I remember liking Bowfinger. I haven't watched it in so it's long. It's one of those movies about making movies that just works for me. Um, so we have single white female. Have you seen that? No, I uh, do like the girl. It's a good. It's a good time. Like it's good trashy shit, but it's it's like of the good variety. <laughs> I had a big crush on Bridget Fonda in uh, the movie Singles, that uh, Seattle movie. Oh yeah, no. Um, you know, it's funny in college. Well, maybe even after they, we did this thing, me and my friends, where we put together like a list of celebrity crushes, mm-hmm. and I was very surprised to have her in like my top three. And it's yeah, just she... something about her nose and her lips that's just like, it just works, man. <laughs> it looks like she could have been an elf in uh, yeah. the ring almost. Yeah, no, uh, Bridget, Bridget Fonda works for me. And fun, it's funny seeing Steven Weber in there. I think he gets killed with a uh, a high heel. Wait, uh, Steven Weber? I think he was on like that show Wings or something. <laughs> but Steven Weber uh, played... Uh, what the Jack Torrance character in The Shining, but on the TV version? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. he's he's just a guy with long hair in the nineties. You know, I just a dime a dozen. I rewatched The Shining for a Halloween season. <laughs> Always answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's great. That old lady, man. That's like the the reason why I have trouble rewatching that movie. Yeah, that's that like a, a, I conveniently need to go pee kind of scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Satanic Rites of Dracula, is that uh, Christopher Lee? Christopher D. yes. Van Helsing. I've never seen that one. Uh... Gan- Gandalf. <laughs> uh, that is a, another Hammer horror film. Um, so it looks like they're very slowly maybe getting the rights back to them or something. Because mm. uh, I think last time we did one of these catching ups, uh, we found one of those. Um, beside that, we have The Meg. I wanted to watch that in the theater because I thought it'd be a fun experience. I thought it'd just be like a fun movie to go see, but I never got around to it. Uh, heavily Chinese financed uh, giant shark movie with Jason Statham uh, fighting a giant shark. 
<laughs> a megalodon. And fun fact: it is based on a novel that I have read. <laughs> I wouldn't have told people that. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there now. Shit! There goes all my credibility. What is this next one? A it looks like a Criterion release of a story from Shikamatsu. Um, yeah, it is a Criterion. Um, I the cover. I like the cover of it. It looks very boring. Um, <laughs> from the cover, it looks like it might be a good movie. Mm, I can't remember if I've seen it or not. Uh, the title sounds familiar, but um, I may have watched it for class at some point, but I can't recall. But you know, if it's on the Criterion Collection for a reason, it kind of looks like a Japanese uh, a, a Japanese love story from like 1954. Also, 1954 at- was a very big year for Japanese cinema. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was excellent. I mean, that was Godzilla and Seven Samurai. Um, we have Dances with Wolves. Um, <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of. It was one of those movies that everyone tells me, oh, you got to watch Dances with Wolves. You haven't seen Dances with Wolves? You got to watch Dances with Wolves. And then I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of whatever. That's kind of how I feel about most Kevin Costner movies. It's like, yeah, it was whatever. Yeah, it's, it's one of those movies that's like you need to allow yourself to get swept up in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really couldn't. Like I just didn't get much from it. Also, didn't it didn't do. help that he repeated himself when he did the Postman. Yeah, like, right, right down to the, the horse riding career. thing at the end. It's like okay, you know. It's like we get it, Kevin Costner. Everybody likes you. You're you're way better at being a native than the natives. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is this Blood Island collection? 1959 to 1971. It looks like some kind of TV show. I'm not mistaken. Uh, includes the following cool. titles: Mad Doctor of Blood, Brides of Blood, Terror is a Man, and Beast of Blood. Hmm. Um, I have no idea what these are, but H.G. Wells is listed as one of the writers. <laughs> Interesting. So I'm guessing it's just <laughs> schlocky, you know, B movie stuff. Uh, Perversion Story, a Lucio Fulci film. Um. Lucio Fulci being the Italian like gore meister. Um, it was uh, was he the one that did Cannibal Holocaust? It may have been him. Uh, I think he was the one who did uh, the zombie films, like Zombie Two. But yeah, he was mm-hmm. known for having like, extreme gore, and uh, <laughs> I think uh, if I'm if he's the right guy, if he's the right Italian guy, he's the one that likes doing like really slow violence like the the eyeball puncture in in i think zombie 2 is infamous um, um I'm, I'm wrong it's, it's ruggero deodato um he is italian um i'm like i know the. i'm like i know cannibal holocaust was directed by an italian fellow i just couldn't think of his name mm-hmm. he actually had a cameo and i think it's the second hostile movie if i'm not mistaken that sounds about right yeah um so just the bitch uh mile 22 is a film that uh i know you won't watch (laughs) um but i i will and i may even pony up the cash to buy it um Mm -hmm. so this is a peter berg film uh are you familiar Uh -uh. peter berg makes mark Wahlberg vehicles uh he's intensely patriotic and he has this I feel he has like this deep reverence for the American military that goes deep to the point that I feel like he almost has like one of those guilty conscience things going on. Like, Enjoying, yeah, it's like he didn't he didn't sign up, he didn't 
do his part so now he like feels like he needs to pay it back in some fashion so he makes these like ultra patriotic films like lone survivor and patriots day and uh uh deep water horizon like you know american hero stories anyway this mile 22 movie is is basically a call of duty movie as far as i know so it's like ultra special black ops team the one interesting thing about it though is that equal wise again the lead from the raid films is in there and I, I'm always curious to see what he does, especially in movies uh, with, you know, American money financing them. Um, so it's it's basically just a, a garbage, you know, paramilitary action film, but with that that on the side. And I'm curious enough that I'd like to see that. Plus, I mean, I happen to kind of enjoy Lone Survivor, although mm-hmm. the the gore porn is a little much. Like it gets it gets like. You see, yeah, it gets Would a little I, too. It gets a little too into the nitty gritty to the point where it feels like, okay, this is kind of this is starting to veer into like Passion of the Christ territory, but with soldiers. I can't. We can't get started on that because uh, you start talking about like military movies that get in too far to the gore, basically, in a, in a movie like that, um, which is trying to tell the story of these guys that were actually um, you know, stuck something- by. Something that actually happened to people yeah. who have families, and you know, I get it. <laughs> this one, however, looks like complete garbage and has John Malkovich with bad hair plugs, uh, not even attempting to act. So I'll probably end up watching it. In which one? Mile twenty-two. Oh, I thought it was the honestly I thought it was the Boston bomber thing. Oh no, that's um, Patriots Day. Yeah. Um. um I, the Ice Harvest I've heard of. Is that John Cusack? Yeah. That is John Cusack. 2005. And though. Billy Bob. He did more than one movie with Billy Bob? Pushing uh, Tin. Yeah, Pushing Tin. Yeah, I like Pushing Tin. I, you know, I didn't see it. I saw I saw previews for it a lot. It's fun. I liked it. It's a clever concept. Hmm. Um, Alpha, hmm. is that a movie that your lady is going to make you watch? Um, no, I'm not watching that one. Um, but, but it's great, about man forming its first bond with dog. Great question. No, uh, <laughs> well, no, we can't really watch dog movies because uh, the dogs bark at dogs. So, uh, okay, that makes sense. Um, the Adventures of Prince Ahmad, uh, 1926. That's too old for me. Um, I've taken a film class where I've had to watch old films, and that's the only time I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> 1926 is a little too too far back for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bright Lights, Big City is that? Uh, That's yeah, Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Um, MVD yeah. is a, a distributor or a publisher rather that uh, they specialize in like a certain off-brand like of schlock. So I'm guessing this movie's probably not good in the traditional sense, but you know I do like Michael J. Fox, oh, especially, yeah, especially in the 80s. You know. <laughs> Um, Wind Talkers, uh, which has one of the most graphic scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, you and I have talked about it a couple of times. Uh, is that uh, the the legs? Yeah, the legs. Yeah, the legs. Uh, yeah, I think didn't your dad didn't that? Oh, yeah, he with... he promptly left the room. Yeah, <laughs> for um, reasons unexplained. I remember it being a pretty good movie, but um, uh, so that is that is a, a catching up that I have been insisting for the past few weeks now um this is a john woo film i've seen it i know but uh i need you to see the killer at some point 
Oh, yeah. I need you to see John Woo before he came to the U.S. Well, when it's available for me to rent, I will... We'll find a way, because I really would like to talk about it at some point. Um, Tarzan's Greatest Adventure, I... Nah. Um, I like the cover. That guy looks like he's about to take a nasty spill. (laughs) What is this Preacher Season 3? Is that Michael Shannon? Uh, no. That's, uh... What's his face... It's not. It's a uh, Dominic Cooper. Um, he plays. Uh, well, I know you don't care about the Marvel stuff, but he plays a uh, uh, Tony Stark's dad. <laughs> oh. Um, Preacher is based on a comic by Garth Ennis. Um, I, I believe Seth Rogen was involved in uh, writing the show for television. Uh, Preacher is a lewd and crude comic. Um, I've, I've I've read and own the entirety of it. Um, I've never actually watched the show, um, but I seriously doubt most of the stuff that's in the comic could have made it to FX, like you know, cable television as opposed to like HBO or something. I don't um, know. It's always funny to get away with quite a bit. So FX, FX is the is the channel that people aren't paying attention to. They don't know is actually like really really pushing the envelope yeah fair point i mean i remember back in the day they were the they were like showing things like starship troopers pretty much unedited except for the nudity and those uh, no, that show, movie's pretty gory <laughs> they say shit on the on there and they also show ass and they show butt um because i was watching the league and they show one of the guy's wives but on i'm like they just did it on fx Whoa, so they showed wife FX. butt <laughs> are they they're, they're FX is doing their own thing. No, everyone forgot that they're like people are like focused on streaming and stuff like that. FX is like we can just show whatever we want on here. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention. Well, I'm I have no idea how how well the show is doing, but the comic for for like a couple of decades was held in like the highest esteem possible. It's kind of like almost on the level of like the Watchmen. Gotcha. Um, moving on. Hitchhiker's down. Guy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, nineteen eighty one. This is uh, is this a movie from nineteen eighty one? It looks like maybe a TV movie. Oh no, three okay. three disc set, so probably TV series. Maybe okay, um, yeah, maybe B- BBC. I I watched the movie when I was super duper stoned when I was like eighteen, seventeen or eighteen, and I just didn't understand it or like it. And then I rewatched it like a year ago, and I'm like, I don't get this movie. Like, it's not funny. It just there's nothing to. I mean, Alan Rickman was kind of funny as the robot voice, but like, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. Yeah. Um. Fun fact. My uh, my mom rented it, and. She, I think we didn't even get twenty minutes in. She turned it off and she said, "Like, take." She just handed it to me. She's like, "Take this back." <laughs> <laughs> like the whole family just did, got nothing from it. Well, I was just gonna say another uh, DC animated film, Justice League: Throne of Atlantis, commemorative edition. Uh, so that might be a re-release because Aquaman's on the horizon. Yeah, what is this gingerbread man? I don't know. Kenneth Branagh, I like it. Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr., really like it. Daryl Hannah, eh, okay. Tom Berenger, uh, now I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, who is on the far right over there? Uh, the lady? Yeah. Uh, I can't make her out. Uh, oh, that's Daryl Hannah. 
Oh, it's Daryl Hammond. Doing her best Jennifer Garner with glasses impression. I thought she looked like um, not Bryce Dallas Howard, um, Jessica Chastain. Because mm. I'm at a much smaller, a much smaller uh, version. I'm like Jessica Chastain was a popular 1998. Yeah, let me let me actually just read the description of this. Oh, directed by Robert Altman, so it's going to be talky. Uh, lawyer Rick Magruder has a one night stand affair with caterer Mallory Doss. He becomes hooked on her, and when he learns her nutcase father Dixon is threatening her, he puts the weight of his law firm behind Mallory, has Dixon arrested, and subpoenas her ex-husband Pete to testify against Dixon in court. Dixon is sent to an asylum, but escapes from there, and the lives of many people are in danger. This movie sounds sounds batshit crazy. Sounds like the butterfly effect meets the Rainmaker. That's too much. It's too much going on in there. Interesting cast, though. Yeah. Um, the rest of these, I think we're kind of, oh, go ahead. I see, I see, well, Basic Instinct 2, I completely forgot that happened. I completely forgot that that was a thing. Wow. Damn. Um, oh, fucking, uh, the final score. So this movie. The what? The final score. This movie is the one that I've brought up on at least two episodes now. This is Dave Bautista doing his diehard impression in a soccer stadium. And, uh, is that Pierce Brosnan? Yes, that is. And Ray Stevenson, uh, the Punisher from Punisher Warzone. What did they do to you? I want to see this. In fact, I might buy this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been talking it up for a while now. I, for Until just now, I couldn't remember the fucking title. It's called Final Score. It's basically Die Hard in a Soccer Stadium. And I want to see fucking Batista punch the Punisher. I want to see Drax punch the Punisher, goddammit. And then I want to see him punch James Bond while he's at it. Oh, wait, he already did that. <laughs> yeah. Poor. Oh, Poor. the Marine 6. Oh, no. God. Oh, no. Shawn Michaels is in it. <laughs> no, Shawn. <laughs> Put that rifle down, Shawn. He's he's turning into Ted Nugent. If you thought that the second one was unwatchable, I can't imagine this one's watchable. Uh, I think that's Martin Ford on the cover also. Uh, he's he's that like six foot nine British bodybuilder guy with all the tattoos. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch, she's another. She's a lady wrestler who's currently active. Man, they're yeah. up to six of those fucking movies. Shit. Not oh, seen... uh, the Wizard of Gore from nineteen seventy. That's an Arrow release. Uh, they they're the ones that did uh, the World of Kanako. Oh. Um, the, they distributed it. Um, oh. Yeah, they didn't have anything to do with the making of it. But um, The Wizard of Gore, if I remember right, is the movie that uh, the movie that they were watching in Juno, um, if you've ever seen it. No. Oh, well, there's a subplot in Juno where she, the teenage girl, is hanging out with uh, Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, bonding over watching Italian gore films. And the movie that they're watching, I think, was The Wizard of Gore. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just a fun little thing that popped out at me. Uh, it's, I didn't see anything else for uh, this re- release. Ooh, okay, so there is actually something. Um, we have some um, The Expanse. Um, and I haven't seen the TV show, uh, but it does have Tom Jane in, in the first season, in the first season of it. Um, this is a book series that's written by James, um, James something Corey. Oh, Oh, you have uh, the book. Yeah. yeah, I'm reading the I'm reading the series. Um, oh. I've read the first two books. They're pretty big, big thick sons of bitches. Like they're pretty big books, but they are 
really, really good. Um, my brother told me to read it. He's like, hey, you should read this book. So I just bought it. I'm like, okay, good enough for me. Um, I love the books. I want to finish reading. I'm going to try to get through the whole series and then try to watch the uh, watch the TV show. But um, don't 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 watch the series. Don't watch the series yet. Read the book if you can. But it's yeah, it's the Expanse series. Um, the first book is Leviathan Wakes. Mm. Uh, I just saw that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a good book. I really like. No, it. it's supposed to be a pretty good show too. I mean, it's on the Sci-Fi Network, and I forgot that the Sci-Fi Network was a thing. Honestly, um, they've actually like I I was at my dad's and I was looking at his um, his satellite, and like he had um, the Sci-Fi Channel. They've kicked it up. It the, the Sci-Fi Channel that you and I grew up with, nineties two thousands is not the same Sci-Fi Channel now. Oh, yeah, I think they've gotten to that point now where uh, not that long ago they were uh, capitalizing on like the schlock trend. Like making mm-hmm. intentionally bad movies because that's they realize that oh hey there's a bunch of stoners that are watching our network solely because we have shitty programming, yeah. but I think they got over that hump now and they're actually trying to make good stuff and it seems yeah. to be working out for them. Um, in addition to that, we have a bunch of anime, none of which jumps out at me as anything I can remark on. Uh, but again, always very pretty packaging, always jumps out, always grabs your eyes. <laughs> Um, and then there's a whole bunch of shit towards the bottom here yeah. that has some of the ugliest cover art I've ever seen. Yeah, we um, we don't kick it up again until uh, about November two thousand or no, uh, November twentieth. That is when we get back into gear because a lot of this is just um, yeah. Let's skip all that garbage because <laughs> yeah. like I'm not even kidding, man. Some of these covers look made up. Like mm-hmm. this looks like like uh, I don't know dime store like. Celtic sex novel kind of cover art or something. Um, So let's jump ahead to November 18th, and uh, we have a 4K re-release of the Grinch, uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch, um, Mm -hmm. uh, most likely because we have a new Grinch movie coming out, an animated one. Uh, Big, big, big release for you. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey on 4K comes out on November 20th. I don't know if I can get it to look even prettier. Like, I don't know, like... (laughs) Well, I've read some really interesting things about this disc, um, and uh, again, uh, this is a really big deal. Uh, so I guess Christopher Nolan uh, supervised the transfer of the disc or something, and the oh. the aspect mm. ratio is apparently different. You're recording this, right? I am. Mine stopped at an hour. 59, 59. Okay, well, it's... Uh, well, I'm recording the whole thing, so I guess hit the record button again let's hope for the best okay alright and it's going okay uh, what was I saying uh, so yeah um, as far as I understand there's a uh, there's something to do with the aspect ratio because um, the film I guess was originally released on a larger format than is traditional like the traditional 35 millimeter um, so the presentation in, in your home is probably it's it's supposed to look different it's supposed to look closer to the original theatrical release which mm. if you weren't alive at the time or didn't have the chance to see it in the theater you you will have no concept of what that looked like so if you were to watch this version of it at some point, um, 
you might have a negative reaction to parts of it because it will look a little different. Things like the color grading and just the the framing might be slightly different. So it's a little controversial in that sense, but everything else I've read about uh, the quality of the disc is excellent. Hmm. All right. Um, well, we've got the 4K, or not 4K, I'm sorry, the Blu-ray release of Candyman. Uh, is this the first Blu-ray release of Candyman? Uh, I don't think so, but... Uh, then again, it is the Candyman. It's like it's like one of those forgotten horror films. It's it's a Clive Barker story. Um, Candyman oh. is a legit horror film. Like it is oh, actually it is actually scary at times, uh, which is kind of rare. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me besides uh, Tony Todd being fucking awesome was uh, the fact that the scariest parts in the movie are actually just the the scenes that happen in reality. Mm-hmm. Just the neighborhood that the story is set in, like that that tenement building, mm-hmm. is probably the most intimidating and scary element of the story, rather than the, you know the supernatural man with a hook. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot more. It, it, I think probably for a horror movie, it's one of the few that's explicitly stating something. Like it's it's very easy to pick up on the social commentary in the film. Um, I had to write a I had to write a little paper on it uh, oh from really horror. yeah wow um, yeah it's it, like some horror movies are trying to say something and this is a movie that's explicitly um trying to get a point across yeah clive um, barker is one of those authors that's like i think i need to start reading him because there's something interesting about him like his perspective in particular like um i remember learning that he was a, a gay gentleman uh mm-hmm maybe a few years ago and when i took that into consideration and like thought about some of the stories and the content of his stories i was like you know that makes a lot of sense and (laughs) his perspective makes sense to me now and i understand why some of the themes other in his stories maybe are more meaningful to him than to your you know average writer i guess tony todd would just be like I would be terrified of him because he's a scary. He's a scary guy. Like he's all, he towers over you, and he also has like his very scary eyes, and he has that terrifying voice. Yeah, he just, has the, he has those sunken eyes, and his voice. Uh, he's just seems like a really good actor. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's always welcome in pretty much any movie you find him in. Speaking of which, um, I think was he in Urban Legends, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, that may have been Wishmaster. He was in The Rock. He might have been in Wishmaster. I actually just I think he it. was in Wishmaster. I want to say Wishmaster. Um, yeah, no, I think he was. Uh, I think he was like one of the people they consult about what what the the Jin does. But yeah, in The Rock, uh, it was kind of cool seeing him be like one of the like quote unquote final bosses of that story. It's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden he's like the secret bad guy. That's like it's fucking Tony Todd. Of course he's one of the bad guys. Robert England is also in uh, Wishmaster. Oh yeah, he's the he's the professor. Yeah, I have a soft spot for that movie. Um, so in- spe- speaking of like nineties horror, we have Urban Legend and Urban Legend Final Cut. Never seen it. Um, I remember the promotion for both of them. I like how Urban Legends Final Cut has the. Uh, what I call the scream cover. Yeah, that's the scream cover, big time. That fucking scream cover, man. It was everywhere. Um, one of the worst movies ever. 
Uh, True Stories is a movie that I'd like to see, and holy shit, it's getting a Criterion release. Um, so True Stories is is the product of is it David Byrne? That's uh, the the front man for the Talking Heads. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar. And it's it's just a strange little film that um, I don't know a combination of of that element and John Goodman. I'm on board, you know. John Goodman. Yeah, John Goodman is I mean, it's like kind of a, a series of vignettes from how I understand it. But I guess yeah. he's one of the, the leads in it. But yeah, just that combination of that weird that weirdness plus plus John Goodman, sure. Sign me yeah. up. I, I love the talking heads, they're great. Um Django? Yeah, uh the Django film, so it looks like Arrow again. They they specialize in like trashy like schlock cinema. They're putting out the the old Italian Django films. Uh, the last seduction is that Linda Florentino. Is that how you Linda say Fiorentino? Yeah, she's from Men in Black and uh, Dog. Oh Man. yeah, she's mm. she 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 was very welcome at that at that point in time. Um, she was in a Dogma. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think I know her more from Men in Black, but yeah, Dogma. She's the main person in Dogma. Um, that's why I she, thought that was Gina Gershon <laughs> from yeah. from the from the framing of the cover art. That that nose is kind of unmistakable, but I guess I did that's mistake what, it. That's what I thought. I thought it was Gina Gershon. Um, <laughs> crazy Asians. I saw me. that. I saw that in the theater. It was Dude, act- what. Fuck is it was for you. a fucking date. No, I didn't my girlfriend. Pick, I didn't pick the movie. My girlfriend wanted to. She's like, I want to watch it. I'm like, why? Why would you want to watch <laughs> it's it? It's actually I, pretty good. Like it's, really? It's well made, man. I'm. I. I was fully prepared to hate it, but you know, it, oh it's actually God. pretty good. The Glenn Miller story, starring James Stewart. Yeah, you can. That's a big old pass. Uh, <laughs> Good lord. Um, Holy Motors, which sounds not great, but I don't, I don't know about that. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey getting the uh, tin box. Yeah, it's um, getting a steelbook release. I, I don't care much for that cover art, but... Uh, no, I don't either. They steel really Steelbook, sure. Why not? Yeah. Free Jack, never seen it. Probably won't watch it. Um, Streets of Fire. Um, I need to see this movie. Um, it's the same director as the Warriors, and it's yeah. like it's like a a musical, and like and like a gang violence movie all wrapped up into one. So it's kind of like West Side Story, I guess. That's but in the, yeah, like West Side Story, but in the eighties, and Willem Dafoe is like a greaser punk. Oh, okay. And it it's just this strange ass movie that in recent years has developed like a really strong following and i'd really need to, i owe it to myself to see it there's not much else that i recognize going down um uh cabaret 1972 version um ooh, i can watch cabaret i don't know why i i, I don't know what i know it's it's eliza minnelli um uh, like um her on doing theater or something like that i'm not real sure well as Uh, far as i know it's like ranked as like one of the top 100 american films yeah i kind of want to watch it Uh, there's something that's 
it, there's something that's pulling to me. Like I'm just not sure. Hmm. Uh, but I need to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I might awaken something. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to dance. <laughs> um, the Seventh Seal, which I. I'm sure is a fantastic movie. Um, I wanted to watch it, but I just haven't gotten around to it. It's one of those movies. Like I know I need to watch it. I just haven't watched it. Yeah. That's a criterion release um, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, so a couple more. Ooh. Hmm. What you got? You ready for the double feature? <laughs> what you got? Batman mask of the phantasm and Batman versus sub zero. Oh. Uh, the animated. Um, so, uh, this it's a double feature of a couple of feature length Batman animated films um, yes. from the nineties. Uh, the reason like why they're putting these out is because uh, the entire Batman animated series recently came out on Blu-ray. I think a couple weeks ago. I started to watch it and I love the animation. I still like it. It's, well, it's you could different. own the entire thing for a hundred dollars. I know I'm going to ask for it for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, if you ask me, $100 is not that much for the entire fucking series. On Blu-ray. That's and, and I think it includes the uh, the movies. Ooh. Uh, the animated movies. Uh, so Mask, I, of, Mask of the Phantasm and Sub-Zero would be in there. I don't know if uh, Batwoman is in there, though. Uh, Mystery of the Batwoman. But um, also there's a couple of supplements that may be exclusive to that box set. Uh, it's... Um, director and writer commentary uh, which I'd be very curious to hear because Bruce Tim in particular he was the guy who like masterminded that whole series um, I'm sure there's a lot of stories about the making of that show hmm. so yeah definitely consider asking for that for Christmas <laughs> well, my, I ask my like my, my, my nana won't take no for an answer like nana I don't need anything she's like okay what do you want for Christmas? So I just like threw it out there. I'm like, I want, I'm like, I want the aliens, um, all the aliens movies on Blu-ray, the, the, the Blu-ray collection. She fucking, she got me the, <laughs> the Blu-ray. Nana came through. I'm like, all right, all right. Uh, so let's the, see. So see, that's a hundred bucks. It's only a hundred bucks for the entirety of it. Again, I don't know if mystery of the Batwoman is on there though. Nah, I mean, I just want the series. I mean, that's, that's I, the worst that's maybe the lowest note in the entirety of that series. So. I don't like the Sub Zero one. Like, I don't oh like no, it's movie. it's uh, not great. I like, I like the Mask of the Phantasm. I think it's really good. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, um, let's see. So the rest of that day's entry, so November twentieth, is basically just anime. Yeah, let's skip on down to November twenty seventh, and yeah, there's a couple winners in here. Uh, so the first one we have here for that date is the Critters Collection. I haven't seen a second of any of those movies. Um, I haven't either, but I've always been curious about them because I mean, it came out. It's it's impossible to ignore the fact that it came out very conveniently shortly after the Gremlins film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's... and even if I, if I look one road lower, I see Munchies and Munchies Two. No, Munchie and Munchies, and uh, I see the date, 1987, and I can't help but think, you know, maybe little creatures were kind of a thing in the mid-80s. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get ahead of, I don't want to get ahead of, her, uh, of us, but I want to get to these uh, zombie movies here. Uh, okay. I'm, just, I'm really excited. Uh, Gosford Park, I just looked at the cast and what that's supposed to be all about. It's a dinner party. It's a hard pass. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia, which I've never seen, which Ooh. is also 
Philadelphia is excellent. I know. It's one of those movies. It's kind of like 12 Years a Slave. I know I need to watch it. I just haven't watched it. Just just lay off me, people. Uh, if I remember uh, right, it was um, maybe this. It was Jonathan Demme who directed it. Uh, I, I point out to you that I had a feeling that the, uh, the cinematographer was the same as Silence of the Lambs. And then mm-hmm. I remember we looked it up and it's like, yeah, it was. And it's just a very handsome, very well-executed film, like top to bottom. It's great stuff. I, I was rewatching Sounds of the Lambs uh, a few weeks ago. I didn't realize how many close-up shots are in that movie, like just on people's faces. Like it's you'll, all you'll you'll notice that in Philadelphia also. And oh they really? Use it, they okay. use it very effectively. Um, oh. it, they they do a good job of uh, painting a picture of characters' intent uh, just based on their facial reactions and the oh. way they look at each other. It's like when you can see Jodie Foster like being looked at by male characters they give her a certain kind of look that communicates quite a bit yeah and you get that in philadelphia too where there's people giving like accusatory glances and stuff that it's framed in such a way that's like it's it's communicated very effectively well i i have seen the one scene where he's like sir would you be more comfortable in an, another room he's like no oh would yeah in, in the more- library yeah yeah um, what is it? How do you say this? Guy? Lucio Fulci. I mentioned him earlier. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I mentioned this movie and this fucking scene in particular <laughs> with the the eye. It looks cool. I um, really, uh, I really might need to write this one down because this looks like a fun one. Uh, when I was in high school, um, I got really into his movies, um, mostly because of his reputation for doing this type of violence. Um, this movie has like the most impossible title because uh, I think internationally it was called like Zombie t- no no domestically like in Italy it was called like Zombie 2 and then, mm. and then it's just called Zombie sometimes and it has like three other titles so it's like you need to make sure that you're watching the right zombie <laughs> and, so if, it- and if this scene where this lady gets some business happened to her eyeball happens then you know you're watching the right one <laughs> But it is zombies. Um, usually, it's spelled Z O M B I without the E. It's splatter. Yeah, right up your alley. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. And it's from 1979, so it's mean. Nice. Those uh, those 70s movies, man, they're mean. <laughs> so it's actually it's called Zombie Two: The Dead Are Among Us. Yeah, Zombie Two is the title I'm most used to seeing. I'm gonna I gotta highlight it. Before I forget it. Uh, okay, what else we got going? Uh, searching. Uh, so this movie, it's a... Was it John Cho uh, from Harold and Kumar? Mm-hmm. Uh, he... It's a movie that... It's it's one of those told-from-perspective stories. So it's, I guess, the entirety of the film is told through a, a web browser. Okay. Um, this, is be- this is very rapidly becoming a trend. Like a lot, a lot of filmmakers are starting to adopt this. Um, however... This movie's supposed to be really fucking good. Hmm. Yeah, it's. I've gotten. I've read some really glowing reviews for it. Um, and I like John Cho. It makes me happy every time I see him. <laughs> uh, Sharp Objects is a TV series that I've been told by a friend of mine that I need to really watch. Um, after I get done with the Man in High Castle, I might pick it up um, because apparently it is really good. Huh. I've never heard of it, but is that Amy Adams? That is Amy Adams. That should oh, tell you something. Sign me up. Exactly. Um, deep Throat. Uh, is that the Deep Throat? It looks like it. 
throat. That is the deep throat. Um, I want to watch it um, just because of its its history. Um, not for the the, the juicy bits. <laughs> <laughs> deep throat now available in the Disney Vault, but only for a limited time. <laughs> <laughs> Better grab it oh, fast. Could you imagine if you switch that out with another with another cassette or something like that? Like, like Bambi, Pinocchio, this? Cinderella, oh. Deep Throat. <laughs> just pass out when she finds out she's watched Deep Throat. Um, almost Human. What is that? That looks kind of like The Shining. Um, uh, it makes me think of Rosemary's Baby. Um, that that uh, low angle shot of like the devil. Mm-hmm. It's a very iconic still. He's, I I used to freak myself out going to like internet forums and people would have that as like their signature image. Mm-hmm. And it's just like fuck, man, <laughs> that's the fucking <laughs> devil. <laughs> You'll be like scrolling down and all of a sudden, devil. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's like yeah. one of those videos where they tell you like put your face really close to the screen and it's just like babies playing and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> What else we got? Uh, zombie. Uh, I think the only thing that's um, popping out to me is the Atomic Blonde on 4K. That's a good cover. Yeah, it is. Um, I wow. liked that movie. You undersold it. Like I, I enjoyed it. I know. I Aesthetically, it's a lot of fun. Not, not even aesthetically. I just liked it. It was a fun it was a fun. I felt that it dragged a few too many times. Um, it has some really standout moments. And James McAvoy is a fucking treasure. He is. Like, he's wonderful in any I role. I wish he was ours. But he's <laughs> yeah, we can't claim ownership of him. So this movie here, I think the, the only one that's left that I'm curious about is what keeps you alive? Um, I clicked on it. So Majestic Mountains, a still lake, and venomous betrayals engulf a female married couple attempting to celebrate their one-year anniversary. So it sounds like... Um, a bit of a horror, maybe a horror thriller movie, um, something like that. Uh, what is this? Shout Factory. It doesn't say what kind of movie it is. It sounds like it's a thriller. I like the cover. Um, um, IFC puts out a wide variety of content, but um, sometimes they put out like really dark, violent dramas. It kind of has that look to it. Mm-hmm. Got to dig that millennial pink on it too. <laughs> Um, I see I something that needs comment. Um, What's that? Steven Seagal four film collection. I didn't see that. Hang on, I, I now I'm reloading. Reloading. But, but it doesn't specify what movies are in it. <laughs> oh. How dare you? How dare you? And what is this? What trying future? to figure oh. out. Oh man, he is so badly photoshopped. Because it's like his head from like 10 years ago, but slimmed down and just some guy's body. <laughs> he was in an interview and somebody, this guy asked him, he's like, so you think you can beat everybody? He's like, yeah. He's like, he, someone, he, someone asked him, he's like, everybody on that film that you work with, he's like, yeah, I taught everybody what they needed to know on that film. I taught them all. I did all the fight choreography and stuff like that. And he goes, how about Michael Jai White? <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and was like, don't make me laugh. Like I could totally take Michael J. White, but like, dude, you couldn't take Michael J. White in your prime. <laughs> Dang. Oh, uh, did you happen to catch when uh, Anderson Silva 
knocked someone out with like a head kick and uh james uh steven seagal took ownership of it he said yeah i taught him that kick but what was really funny was uh anderson silva um like actually played into it he was like oh yeah you totally did (laughs) it's like what the are you serious yeah we were practicing that kick like day in day out in training it's like steven seagal you have never thrown a kick in your entire life you don't know how to kick buddy it's like your your fighting style consists of finding pointed objects to throw people into or misdirect them into one of the characters uh whatever what aikido is that what he does yeah aikido um one of the characters on the man high castle does aikido um because they were talking about it, and it's it's just like it's all about disarming and and stopping the other person. I'm like, wait, that's Steven Seagal's thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, I know this. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean the, the principles of the martial and and one of the things that's interesting about it is it is like one of the original Japanese martial arts. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like karate where it's actually from Okinawa. Um, and I can see why writers would be attracted to it because the principles of it on paper um, make for good like uh, irony or symmetry in your writing where it's mm-hmm. like it, it plays into like the characteristics of, of that person where it's like oh he's playing the long game he's allowing the other people to sort their shit out while he stands on the sides <laughs> I could totally see some writer reading about that and be like oh man this is a really cool concept I should apply this to my storytelling um what keeps you alive has decent reviews, eighty percent Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's got it. It's okay. The 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 ratings are okay. Um, better than the counselor, so I should tell you something. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've got a. I had to write down um, that zombie movie. I think I'm. I'm actually looking forward to watching that, and I actually was able to think of a, a movie that you need to catch up on um, because of that Mark Wahlberg one. You need to watch Rockstar. Oh, okay. Well, because I I like that movie. Yeah, I mean, looking ahead at the release calendar, I I can pick out a couple movies that I think I'm gonna spend the money on. Like Final mm-hmm. Score, I want to see Batista punch the Punisher. I I want to see it. Def. Mile twenty two, I might just red box. Then I think I think that's it as far as like things that I'll throw money at. Um. Oh, uh, don't, don't don't forget the thing. 